0: But that year, I just remember it being so somber, and like, you know, nobody wanted to celebrate. It was very, you know, and just like, my heartbreaking for that. And, and reading uh, Matthew um, 11, right, where he says, you know, "Come to me, all who are burdened mm-hmm. and heavy laden," and it was out of this. So I wrote a song that's called "Just That Come." It's come to me, and it's very much um, came out of that conflict and that heartbreak.
1: Hey, welcome to Whitefield Community Church Mission Extra. And this is the second episode of this series that we have started. And uh, we have been looking. The whole purpose is just kind of to to look into God's mission, you know, outside of the church, you know, when His mission, when the gospel leaves uh, these walls, and to t- kind of tell some of those stories. And uh, one of the ways, one of the things we want to do is that not only highlight the ways that the church is being involved in our local community, but also to, uh, you know, highlight some of the missionaries that we as a church support. And, uh, you know, missions is kind of a, in the DNA of this church, and we've, you uh, you know, we we support quite a few uh, uh, missionaries abroad, and as Pastor Nick and myself have both been on the mission field for for a considerable amount of time, and so um, we've made a lot of contacts, and we just love to to be involved in what God is doing, not only here in Longmont but also abroad. And so today, I we have the privilege of having with us. Uh, John Markey, who is uh, pastor of the church in Ternopil, Ukraine. Welcome, John. Hey. Good to have you. John, nice and his, yeah. Yeah, John and his wife Stephanie and their six kids, uh, and his brother and his sister-in-law and their two kids were with us this past weekend, and blessed the church with leading worship, and uh, we're just really blessed to be able to support John and his family over there in the Ukraine and what God's doing in Chernobyl, and I've visited Chernobyl quite a few times, and him and I have been involved just in the worship ministry, doing worship uh, worship, uh, you know, uh, things together and also doing, uh, conferences together there in Chernobyl. And, uh, but let's just go, kind of go back to kind of, uh, introduce you to, to our church and to whoever might be watching, uh, this podcast or listening to this podcast for that matter, you know, just kind of how you came to be, uh, a part cause you come kind of from a legacy of, of missions you know, with your mom and with your father, of course. And, and, uh, so just how did you come about to be in the Ukraine?
0: Yeah. So actually, um, not by choice. (laughs) Yeah, I was six years old when we moved over there in 1992, once the Soviet Union dissipated. And uh, so my dad had made a trip, I think in 91, with a bunch of pastors, kind of a scouting kind of thing. They went to Kyiv, Ukraine. They went to Russia. And um, I think he called from there and was just like, yeah, we're we're moving. Uh, And uh, less than a year later, we were in the capital, Kiev, where we um yeah, where we started a Calvary Chapel church and um and that was my dad's vision was just to like start the, the first model church from which many others could kind of, you know, branch out and that's kinda of what ended up happening. Um and so yeah, so initially for me personally it was just like I was I was six. I, I have a few memories of the States, but um I'm in mean, my growing, everything growing up was just all in Ukraine. So from preschool, went all the way through public school there, and then higher education, everything in Kyiv. So that's kind of my, sort of my hometown.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so you, uh, I mean, you went to, your higher education is in music, right?
0: Right, that's right. Piano performance. Yeah. yeah. There at the uh, Tchaikovsky Royal School of Music, is that what it's called? Quite, so it's so the I think it's the Tchaikovsky Academy of yeah. Music, yeah. So the um, Hlier uh, Music college. Uh-huh. And then, and then the Tchaikovsky is where I got uh-huh. my master's. Yeah. And you
1: did all of it in Russian,
0: all of it in Russian. Yeah. Russian, so okay. All my school, like school was in Ukrainian. Right. I actually took from 19, if I think from 93, they, they removed Russian from the schools. If you're not familiar, there's, Ukrainian is the official language, but mm-hmm. everybody kind of speaks Russian, especially in central Ukrainian mm-hmm. Eastern. But then for the music, um, college and then the academy it's uh, all of the text books, everything is still the, like Russian from the, all these books from the 50s and stuff. so like okay, everything yeah, was in yeah. Russian again so yeah it's kind of
1: interesting <laughs> wow yeah No. and I, I should mention that you're y- I mean you have six kids but you're also from a family of many yes. children <laughs> so
0: I'm one of nine when we moved uh, there uh-huh. were eight of us um, yeah. and my brother Aaron who was with us uh, this Sunday he was five months old when wow. we moved to UK yeah, yeah. So they eight and then we adopted, um, Kristen, uh, in Ukraine. Um, so she's, yeah, so she's Ukrainian born. Um, and so there's, yeah, nine kids, nine 20 kids. year range yeah. between the oldest and youngest. Uh, yeah. so,
1: and they're all, 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 all the kids basically are involved in ministry, right? Yeah.
0: Most, most of us. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Across yeah. the whole of, basically across Eastern Europe into Jordan. So we have, yeah, Northern Russia, Siberia is where yeah. David is, um, and then uh Jordan Paul and Mel. This is my sister Mel and her husband. And gender and Aaron Jordan. That's mm. where my mom mm-hmm. is and with the Bible college. She's uh, in Georgia. Of, in I'm um, sorry. what did I say? Yeah, Georgia. In Georgia. The country, Tbilisi, yeah, the country not of the, Georgia, yeah. S- <laughs> not the state. Yeah. So they're there. And then it's George's George, my the oldest brother, is in Kiev planting mm-hmm. a, a new church there. Yeah. Which is a really cool thing. And then um Aaron and his wife, and then um, Robin and Marat are in Chernobyl with us, so we have kind of the highest concentration. <laughs> right, right, there, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. so walk me through a bit, just how okay, from being six year old through higher education, how yeah. did you get involved in ministry?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I think with time, uh, you know, I didn't really, you know, when we moved, you kind of it was just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. didn't really kind of get what was going on. I think with time kind of started to kind of search for who I was and what I wanted to do and kind of felt like I didn't fit in you yeah. know um and so there was a lot of searching going on I started playing soccer that was kind of an outlet and really thought that was what I was going to do I wanted to had dreams of being this big soccer star or whatever so I guess that's kind of maybe typical of whatever those years you know um up until when I was like 14 and um We had started doing these. My my dad had started doing these conferences for um, for the church, and then kind of a national conference, two every year. And um, this was kind of a new thing for everybody over there. And um, the idea of just getting away and just seeking the Lord, and you know, just having more of a time to really just dig into the Word together, and just like a retreat kind of thing. And uh, I had a really important game, soccer game on on one of those days. And my mom, well, I found out later it was my dad through my mom who made <laughs> me go to the conference instead. <laughs> and I was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that that was where the Lord just changed my life. Mm-hmm. Just like, just by the spirit was just showing me that I was really living a double life. You know, I, I claim to be a Christian and I knew, I growing up in a Christian family, kind of know all the right way to pray. And I could probably tell you yeah, you know, theologically, I probably knew quite a bit and could even share with somebody else. But just kind of that conviction that I was I was living a double life. The theme of the conference was for me to live as Christ, and from Philippians one, and it was just like, yeah, I just Lord, at that there was this decision that I—I I want whatever I am and wh- whoever I, you know, I want all of that to serve you with whatever gifts I have. I had been in—they have music schools over there. I was like which is like a, it's like a secondary, um, school. So I'd already been playing piano, but wasn't really into it. Kind of realizing at that point that however it was going to work out, I was only 14, so I didn't Mm -hmm. like have this vision of what was going to, you know, but however it was going to work out, I wanted to develop that gift to the best of my abilities. And that's when I decided to go to music college. And, um, it was just, yeah, I just turned my life around a lot, a lot of, challenging things in the teenage years and growing Mm -hmm. and everything but that was a bit that was the turning point for me so
1: yeah because your mom tells a lot of
0: stories about making you practice (laughs) yes and it was after that it wasn't like I was like yeah I'm gonna no I was so lazy (laughs) (laughs) and I fought with my mom all the time yeah Yeah, she'd she'd come in and catch me like I'd be playing piano and like just like reading something instead some I don't Mm, know like (laughs) not really (laughs) devoting myself (laughs) to it but Yeah. So a lot of it was my, my mom that just, she like recognized what, yeah, it's a really interesting thing, like recognizing a calling, but then also recognizing that this is actually what I do want to do. Mm -hmm. But then so many distractions that kept me from really, you know, giving myself to that. And she just had an amazing way of recognizing that and pushing me. Um, um, and you know, I, I mean, as a parent now, it's like, man, that takes so much wisdom. I don't even know how, yeah, you know, yeah. to not just push her own desires, but to recognize that this is something the Lord's calling me to do and something that I'm wanting myself to respond to. So I really needed her through those years, you know. So, yeah, so yeah, it's
1: pretty amazing because, you know, you're one of eight of her children or I, uh, and, and nine that she would. You know, take the time to yeah, push yeah. you and say, hey, you know, she could have said, Well, you know, I've got seven more <laughs> like, if you want to waste on, your on, life,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. she didn't.
1: She's pretty amazing, pretty yeah. amazing woman. Yeah. Uh, but so, but yeah, so you go for music, I mean, you get her master's degree in music, but yeah. n- then now you're a pastor in Tinople. How did that <laughs>
0: the you know, connect, how does, connect the dots? Connect the dots, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, and all through music college, I, I, um, I figured. I was going to be a classical pianist. Mm-hmm. I was going to somehow in that in that environment. I didn't know how, you know, I was going to do stuff. Parallel to that, I started getting involved in the worship team in Kiev. Probably when I was sixteen, I think, mm-hmm. started playing and um, probably started leading when I was leading worship when I was eighteen or nineteen. Just kind of sort of naturally happened and um, learned a lot through mm-hmm. all those relationships. I'm a pretty, um, I don't know. Uh, Opinionated person, <laughs> so like really rubbed up against the like with the worship leader. There was a lot of like, just the Lord was chiseling away, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, me and but uh, but he was a he was an so Slava Voloshin was his name, just a really amazing guy and really a, a visionary. And um, I feel like it just got reiterated over and over again what we were doing this for. And um, between that and watching my dad and sitting in on um, a lot of informal meetings he would have with, you know, the team. Dad would always like to just kind of do breakfast and talk and just, just hearing, you know, what was important about what what, what we were doing and um, and just that whole idea of church planting and, you know, evangelism is important, but like healthy churches to where you can actually bring people into the fellowship, right? Right. Um, is essential and so like that that just kind of became second nature like yeah of course that's 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 kind of everything kind of fits into that as far as you know um, doing some any sort of ministry as the church right so I think that was kind of the general um, way I didn't become a pastor until quite a bit later but um, I think things were already kind of at work in that direction it's interesting how many and you know that too like how many um, worship leaders we know that have become pastors. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing, you know. Like there's something that something that connects mm-hmm. there. I think is when you you start to, and maybe it's just that the vision for what is well. You when really you realize that, yeah,
1: worship leading, you realize that th- that worship team, you end up taking on a role of pastoring right. those, and then you start to understand what it means to pastor, and right. then God, you know many times opens that door for you then to step forward and right. to become a pastor yeah know?
0: absolutely I think that's very much it There's, yeah and I really I saw that a lot well, this is kind of jumping ahead but then when you and I first did stuff together I really because you're in a much bigger in Budapest there a mm-hmm. bigger church you know where you pretty much did have <laughs> your own church within the worship team. there's mm-hmm. so many and just watching you interact was really important for me to see and Um, how you were yeah, really shepherding and and pouring into people's lives that was for me that was essential to see like the people you minister with like the you know you're not just a pastor to the people that show up right but like and and then because when that happens it's like you're just using everybody else Mm -hmm. that's working with you to fulfill that goal but actually seeing that these relationships are um, a testimony to that very thing the relationships with the people that are on the team or the volunteers, you know, in the church, it's, you know, that pastoring extends, you know, to that whole family oh, yeah. of people in a big, you know, and that's really, really important. Yeah. Right you're
1: there. creating a community that has a greater vision
0: yeah. than just
1: playing music. Right. It's about the music is a tool for, for, for gospel outreach, you Absolutely. know, and, uh, yeah, the Lord had to teach me that, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so but, we're... you know. We, yeah. we all learn. We all learn, right. and I mean, you and you've learned. You've, you, God, taught you many things there in Chernobyl Now, yeah. being being the pastor, uh, and yeah, we worked. You know, we worked together a lot going back. Oh, I can't remember the very first worship conference, and those were always. Uh, yeah, okay. A joy that is a while ago. A while yeah. ago, when we first came, Our first, the first the first time we came was kind of a disaster because we got stuck at the border and, I that, yeah. and all of that kind of thing. We arrived like four o'clock in the morning, five in the morning, and we, the the first session was nine the next morning that same morning so it was pretty pretty crazy but then over the over the years we were able to bring some other musicians and hungarians and become part of what what god was doing there in in the ukraine and what what's so interesting for me is that that yeah you're still the pastor of the church there um but god has not you know that those things you kind of in a sense you you kind of laid down the music side uh to you know take over the you know pastoring this church but then God's kind of brought it back almost full circle with yeah. this ministry called Room for More and I think one of the you know as f- you know from my perspective one of the most significant contributions that you've made to the country of Ukraine is the songs that you've written mm-hmm. uh, and the collaborations, not only yourself, but the collaborations that you've made with other uh, songwriters yeah. and and you know, getting involved. And, and that's kind of what Room for More is all about. So kind of talk a little bit about the vision of Room for More.
0: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so <laughs> I probably do have to back up to when we moved to Chernobyl, um because we moved um, again, I wasn't a pastor then, um, I was a worship leader in Kiev, and, uh, we, we, for a year, Steph and I, when we got married, we went to Chernobyl, uh, Western Ukraine where my brother George planted this, uh, church and we would just come once a month to kind of help out. And mostly that was just music, but then whatever else It's a church plant. So there's, you know, stuff to do You're all the time. wearing
1: many hats. yeah. Wearing many hats.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah start building kind of a team there and um, just also just getting that vision across of what the music ministry, you know, what it really contributes to and really connecting it to, um, everything else, especially the teaching of the word and how much they don't have to, you know, I think it's weird when it's kind of at odds with, you know, like here's the theological boring side and here's Mm. the music and like that's the show or whatever. Very intentional about bringing that together. And, um, Yeah. So just sitting, I remember sitting in a lot of George's teachings and just we'd have kind of like you guys do. We have that song response at the end and kind of being frustrated that like, you know, I'm listening. I'm like, we don't have that song like for this message, you know, to really um, kind of connect it and parallel to that reading John Newton's biography. And and uh, it talks a lot about his ministry in the small town of Olney, England. And uh, a lot of illiterate people. And so what he would do is he would actually write a hymn for every Sunday that he preached, which just blows my mind. And that's where Amazing Grace right, came from. Yeah. And so just this idea of like, this is a tool. This is so practical, um, but it's it's a tool to remember the sermons and to, to really you know, understand the gospel and also emotionally communicate it and everything. So that's really where the songwriting kind of started, um, to happen. And naturally that kind of bridged into wanting to teach more as well. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, um, became a pastor. And like you said, kind of set aside the music stuff probably for a couple of years. Um, but then, gosh, I don't even remember exactly how it started, but it was just a, um, very much wanting to i think just seeing how influential music is which is undeniable mm-hmm. right i mean it it's um it it's it's something people connect to very quickly and easily it and defines it, generations it defines it's generations. <laughs> generations yeah, yeah. it becomes the story the, the song of your
1: life the song those those songs connect you to points in Abso- your absolutely.
0: life absolutely yeah. yeah and we all you have that i yeah. have i mean it's so um And wanting to just, uh, just kind of hone into, yeah, using that to um, to really get across the gospel story on a on a wider scale, and and not just on a wider scale though, but to also um, really that kind of a witness of the church community that we were building. I mean, the songs really came out of what we were learning together, what we were experiencing together. Um, I always say that like formally I'm the, the, um, author of the Mm -hmm. songs, you know, but it's really like, it's the church that's writing them, Mm -hmm. um, because it is what, what we learn together. And so, um, yeah, just wanting to, um, communicate gospel, Choose room for more actually comes from, uh, that story of the master who's throwing, um, that banquet Mm -hmm. for his son and he. You know, he calls the nobleman and they all give these excuses. And then he goes, oh, just go and invite you know, all these other people. And the servant comes back and says, all has been done as you said, and still there is room. And that's kind of where it oh, okay. comes that's... from. And yeah, so I think it was J.C. Ryle, I think, that said that um, it communicates that the heart of God or the desire of God for mm. people to come is greater than their than their desire, right? Or his desire to invite is greater than their desire to come. And and just wanting to communicate that in mm-hmm. both the songs themselves, but then also in like you're saying, the collaborations and stuff to kind of we want to this isn't about me and like, you know, building my own thing, but um we wanna by example show like what kind of what we're kinda going mm-hmm. for as far as um the the content and everything, but then also invite others into Contribute to that, and and actually, I mean, our, the you know something to pray about, and what we're hoping to do in the future. Um, and Aaron and Thad are a big part of this. Is they love like telling stories and the, and visual representations of that. Mm-hmm. So both animation and you know doing live, um, I don't know plays and stuff like that. So just all sorts of creative ways mm-hmm. to get across right the gospel message. In, in so many different aspects and stuff like that. So that's, um, yeah, that's kind of the idea, I think, yeah. And, and then, so part of that is that, you know, the thing about inviting other people in, and it's actually cool in the last few months, we've actually, we have uh, a couple of other artists who, who want to be kind of under the umbrella of Room for More mm-hmm. and help them release their stuff. But we, we run a studio there. So and um so it, it provides an opportunity for them right to record been kind of developing that over the years and you're a big part of helping me get get, get to where I am without like just learning uh recording which is like its own world
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all consuming world yeah. All consuming yeah.
0: So there, were, there was definitely uh a period of time where that was like 10 yeah. 12 14 hours a day that's all I yeah. thought about you. Know? So but it's been that well,
1: we've had long discussions about things that our audience is not interested in <laughs> that's
0: right no, we well and it, so often we start and we're talking and there's like a circle of people and then just one by one people start to leave leave and it's just <laughs> as we get
1: into the minutia of it all yeah
0: so, what ratio compressor
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah no I mean it's a lot, <laughs> lot of fun and and what's so great is that uh, you know you and I both had that kind of same starting point as you talked about there's not a song for this there's not mm-hmm. a song for that and that was some of what the Lord put on my heart when I was in Budapest and, and yeah. why I love what he was doing in Ukraine because it was the same same thing we, we had a lot of translated songs which right. were great but translated songs didn't always communicate the language of Hungarian, the right. language of Ukrainian. Yes. It, it so much was lost in the translation. It was important uh, to have Ukrainians writing Ukrainian songs absolutely. about what God's doing in the Ukraine.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, one example for for me is, um, so well in Ukraine we we've had this war going on mm-hmm. for what is it seven years now, and it's you know it's a very tragic um, thing. And back in so 2014, right? When it all went down, um, we were in the States and when we, when we came back, it was close to Easter and in Western Ukraine, Easter is, it's huge. The uh, specifically the, the religious, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, I can only think of the Ukrainian word, uh, the traditions, right? Mm, That they, they would, um, you know, perform all these different ritual kind of things. Yeah. And, um, and it was it was a very jubilant kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it was you know exciting. And I mean, everybody was involved. You know, even if you were like an atheist, I mean, like everybody's yeah. involved in it. You know, but that year, I just remember it being so somber, and like, you know, nobody wanted to celebrate. It was very you know, and just like my heart breaking for that, and and reading uh, Matthew um, eleven, right, where he says, you know, "Come to me, all who are mm-hmm. burdened and heavy laden." And it was out of this, so I wrote a song that's called Just That, Come, It's Come to Me. And it's very much um, came out of that conflict and that heartbreak. And just realizing from that, that it's like, look, there are things ha- that are going on in Ukraine that are not going on in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris Tomlin and Passion and all they can't write this. Right. It's, it's happening here. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same gospel. But these events provide a unique, and we can actually contribute to the, you know, um, to the global picture mm-hmm. by by producing from our context as well, right. which is what the U.S. is doing, which right. is great. But we need more voices doing that, mm-hmm. where we're um, because those contexts are what kind of take us out of our little bubble of like, okay, this is what suffering is, this is what praise is, this is what you know, love mm-hmm. is. But you see a much broader picture when you see the different um cultures and the different contexts from which that, that need the gospel mm. and that are expressing the beauty of the gospel right so. oh
1: yeah no and 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 to that point, a lot of your songs have transcended uh denominational lines they've left the you know the walls of your church and they are now sung by so many different churches <laughs> it's been you know crazy. Yeah. You're, you're always telling me you're getting videos from various you know choirs doing the song or this group yeah, doing yeah. the song and, and you, you you know you get to partake in, in the fruit of, of your labors as these songs kind of go yeah. out and minister to people in that way
0: yeah man from pretty much every branch of evangelicalism and then getting uh, letters from Catholics and yeah. guys who want to you know and they really I've, they've interviewed me <laughs> too. you know it's just like yeah it's just um and, and, and it's been humbling too I think um for me, just you know, I think what, even speaking, even mm-hmm. about that context and culture thing, where you know, from with our, we, I very much viewed things from within my own tribe, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I I value so much what we have as Kabi Champo, but I you know I think I got was getting stuck in like, well, this is how the Lord works, this is right, what it really yeah. is, and we're we're kind of it, you know, uh, maybe I wouldn't say that out loud, but but then just seeing. Um, cause I've gotten to go and, you know, um, do stuff with all mm-hmm. these other guys now just, it's humbling just to see, um, how big, yeah. you know, and, and that how much it, these songs resonate and they are the gospel, mm-hmm. like, and how this resonates across yeah. the board. Like, you know, that's changed my perspective a lot. So Yeah, no, Uh, music
1: has has such a great way of building bridges. Yeah. You know, and I saw that in Budapest, just being able to, to collaborate with so many different people from so many you know, religious backgrounds, denominational backgrounds, and all of us do, music has that way of unifying us. And I think that's certainly in the Ukraine, I know in Hungary, in that whole region, the idea of being unified at the foot of the cross, you know, and unified around the gospel is so important. And I think, you know, what you're doing with Room for More, you know, is essential, a piece of that whole whole puzzle of, mm. of, using music as a way to, to bring so many different people from so many different yeah. backgrounds, That's you know, so cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I think, uh, what's cool about it too is that it, the journey, um, I think I've, um, I've struggled for a long time or I did struggle for a long time about, you know, um, I need to choose, you know, am I mm-hmm. a pastor? Am I, you know, a musician? Like kind of like that was a tension for a very long time and probably for a good Reason. It was good to, that it was mm-hmm. attention, and that I, you know, had to kind of work that out. But, um, but the, uh, it's cool how for me, the journey hasn't been like, okay, musician and uh, the pastor and then back to music. It's actually kind of been, um, now more kind of integrated and they really, really inform each other so mm-hmm. much. And part of it is actually being able to, through music, um, um, and and by, because of the nature of the songs mm. we write it actually uh starts a lot of theological discussion and mm. it actually there's a you know more of a conversation happening around that where i feel like it's actually um kind of um yeah it's it's um bringing a lot of musicians into think okay we're not just about music and just you know this kind of external thing like you know we want this to look like, you know, worship music or something. But we we think theologically, and we think about how we as the church are witnesses to the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. And so it's been cool to kind of see how that's integrated, you know. And and um, really happy to be able to do both actually no, yeah.
1: no that's kinda, exciting that's exciting yeah. so as we uh, wrap it up um, what are, what is you know something you know as you just look to the future you know uh, what do you think God's doing there in the Ukraine you know with the conflict at the border you know mm. what what do you what is your sense you know as you as you're moving forward as a church you know just as the whole nation mm. you know something you know to kind of
0: give us a direction to pray for as a church yeah boy that's a mm. really good question and yeah that's that's very much hitting <laughs> at the center of it when you yeah. talk about the conflict on the border because I think it's you know um until something like that sort of happens where where you are the um the message and of of the gospel and then the outworking of it mm-hmm. are the- pretty theoretical in certain areas like loving your enemy yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and forgiving and And so working that out, you know, um, there's a, Ukraine is, you know, what, what's happened in the last six or seven years has really just brought more to the surface. What's been pain for a very long time. Mm. Right. And, uh, and so I, I do believe it's a, it's a, um, it's a struggle for the church, a struggle worth having to really be asking the question of like, what is, um, our identity as the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. how does that work itself out when we're at war, <laughs> you know? Um, and what's, you know, what's the difference between that and, you know, my patriotism or nationalism mm-hmm. even, you know? And um, and I think that's a, it's a challenge, I'll say, as a pastor mm-hmm. in a very uh, nationalistic city in Ukraine. It's a real challenge to, you know, to be... Working through that question—it's very hard to separate for a lot yeah. of people because they feel very passionate about that, and 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 then of course, you know, justice is a very important thing. Um, it's essential, but kind of how that works itself out, when I, as a follower of Jesus, you know. Um, so I think that's something to be praying for in the future. Is just, you know, uh, uh, for I can speak for our church. Like I, I want us to be thinking. Um, the question into everything, like what, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus, right? You know, how does that work itself out? And how I view politics and my neighbor and anybody who speaks Russian, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I would say that's a, you know, and, and for us as in ministry, mm. it's not about, um, just attacking that head on, I think, you know? Yeah that does, that's not very helpful um but to be just walking through it's kind of the long game of like mm-hmm. just walking through the bible and and praying that as we do that it it does just i mean the word of god is living and and sharper than any two-edged sword yeah. and dividing you know it's like to we want to see that just be the challenge and mm-hmm. and transform and not you know for people to not just look at it like just selecting everything that fits my cause, Mm -hmm. but letting it really transform our lives and our views. And yeah. Everything.
1: We have a higher calling in Jesus.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no,
1: that's, that's, yeah, we're so grateful as a church to be part of what you're doing in there in the Ukraine. And, and, uh, we look forward to all that God's going to do and especially bringing unity in the midst of this conflict. And so, yeah, you can connect, uh, you know, we'll put information in the links below or you can just contact us at the church info at whitefieldschurch.com. And if, uh, you just want to get uh, contact with John and, and uh, what he's doing over there in Chernobyl and just be praying for room for more for for uh, Aaron and Dara and for John and Stephanie as they uh, you know move forward with what God's doing. And there's so many exciting things going on. And and John did kind of give the Cliff Notes version of his how you know his family being in Ukraine. And there is a book called Distant Lands. And we'll put a link in there. There's an a distant Amazon Fields. Distant Fields, sorry. Yeah. Distant Fields. Uh, and we'll put a link in the description. And you can order that on Amazon. And a great book. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's a fascinating book about his family's journey uh, and his specifically his parents and how they came to be. I just show up with all their suitcases there in Kiev in 1992 with eight kids and uh, it's just it's mind blowing actually and so we'll put some links to their music uh, in the in the description as well some of the songs we sing here at the church Crucified Messiah "See," and then the one they shared with us uh, uh, on the Sunday morning that they, they led worship This is Our God we'll put that in, there in the link as well and we'll be looking forward to new music coming from them but join us next time go to whitefieldschurch.com uh, like, subscribe, uh, YouTube channel and uh, Facebook and uh, our podcast. Give us a rate and a review. It just certainly helps us out. And we look forward to doing some more of these mission, mission extras. We just kind of bring God's mission that goes out from these walls and goes out and, and, and affects people on the ground. And we look forward to meeting some more missionaries in the future. But God bless you.